What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. It is post C N Y. Actually, technically no. Feel, technically not, not post. No, oh. Because of some, I know some organizations uh, regard today as off in lieu. Like, because Saturday was supposedly off day. That was also a public holiday. So, oh, is it? Yeah, for like teachers and such and such as well. For some teachers, oh. it's, today's off day. Yeah. And actually, yeah, because Chinese New Year is 15 days long, right? Uh, I mean, the, the it's like, yeah, la, the 12 days of Christmas kind of thing. But 15 days of yeah, CNY. Of CNY, yeah. So now you're just at the start. You're not even uh, like 20% done yet. Uh. No, nowhere close. Nowhere close. Hold on more. Uh, so yeah, today's 20%. You're gonna, uh, third day. The third day is 20%. Yeah. So you're going to be wearing your festive wear for the 15 days? Uh? Correct, correct. And trying to avoid single people as much as possible. <laughs> Why single people? You know, you have to give Ang Pao. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. Now <laughs> you want to give her. No, but that's been the case for you for the past few years already, right? Yeah, la, but last, or is it once last you, few years you can you can you can get out of the country and you have options to to you know say that you're busy or that. Now it's like how to how to get out of the country and then like honestly like who's that busy during Chinese New Year? You know. But have you seen like what, what the, the, like a lot of people these past few days? No, no, no. We, I, I've kept it. We, I think, for pandemic reasons, we've kept we've kept visitations limited, lah. I see, I see. Yeah, pandemic, pandemic reasons, ah, pandemic reasons. <laughs> yeah, nice, hey, nice one, Terence. COVID nineteen situation. <laughs> Don't laugh at it. Eh. It's not funny. Hey, hey. I, I mean, it's it's a it's still a happy occasion, man. Happy occasion. But then yeah. now that you're you're a dad, is there are there any new practices that you have to do? Oh yeah, send my son in as the artillery uh, to collect ang pao. To collect on top first. Did he get ready? Did he get ready? Yeah, of course he got. Of course he gets. He's just, he's oh. this is is pays for his diapers and and baby baby uh formula milk and everything, man. So it's like a cat and mouse game. Are you are avoiding single people? Yeah, but you are just sending uh, him out to the aunties. <laughs> sending him. <laughs> you always make a call here. And oh, ask who's coming? Who's who else is coming? Because there's you know there's only. How many? There's only eight people allowed, right? So you can yeah, have yeah. another five people come. Oh, you have then. to prioritize, <laughs> prioritize on the economic posi- yeah. uh, potential, uh, right? Uh, and then they tell you already. Then you oh, okay. This person single. This person married. This person single. Okay, can <laughs> <laughs> it evens out? Right, uh, evens yeah, out. Yeah, correct, correct. There's a calculation. That is there. cool. Yeah, that is. How cool. was your Chinese New Year? Chinese New Year was was cool. Uh, hung out with my girlfriend. Uh, we chilled out. We. Uh yeah, I mean I've always enjoyed uh Chinese New Year like, because like I think the holidays for me last year Christmas uh and New Year's was busy because we were in the middle of a shoot and uh my girlfriend's family celebrates Christmas but for Chinese New Year neither of us uh really celebrated so we just enjoyed a break like. mm-hmm. You all do anything funky like go to the beach? We did. <laughs> It's the minority thing it's to do. The, yeah, Go to I the think, beach. I think we talked about this before where <laughs> the best time, it's like one of those Singapore life hacks. The best time to go yeah. to the beach is during Chinese I New Year. I can go to the beach, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, But you'll be but the only you person, still... you'll be the only, like, uh, you'll be the only people there, like, right? There's like, really no one else there. Like. Actually, no. I've, it has happened to me a few times already. Every time I go to the beach on Chinese New Year, I think there's going to be empty, but it's it's not. Like. Oh, it's not this like. year, I think because of the pandemic, because of the restrictions, is nowhere as full as it used to be. But oh. it was still at max capacity. Like you, The slots for the the beach were all taken up. Oh, yeah. Now you got to book 
slots. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's full to the capacity, but the overall capacity is definitely much less than pre pre pandemic, lah. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And but then, it's and the then min- total total minority thing to do. Uh. So was it mainly mainly beach. minorities people from <laughs> Actually, minorities no. or what? No, it was a it was a mix, lah. Mm. I guess probably not representative of like the population the, the demographic breakdown of. Singapore, mm. but it was a mix lah. You could see all ethnicities. Uh. Got it, got it. And then this was on Valentine's Day or what? No, this was Saturday. Oh, Saturday. So then what, what was Valentine's yeah, so, Day for you? Uh, also hung out with my girlfriend, went to, just had a meal, chilled out. Low-key lah, low-key. Mm. I'm a low-key kind of guy, bro. High-strung uh, high but low-maintenance low lah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. High strung but low maintenance. Oh, that's a very apt description, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, For you, anything on Valentine's Day? I mean, same, same. Just I, I mean, we tap out a nice meal home, lah. Because I, because mm. the even when I went out to tap out, and I, I happened to tap out from a restaurant in Sentosa. Even when I went there, it was the place was crowded, yeah. The quayside out. It's like oh really? What, what, what pandemic? What what social? What social distancing? You know. It was just crowded yeah. and like, I just, I, I couldn't even walk like in front of restaurants. I just, you know, usually at the Keyside aisle, you can walk in front of restaurants or in the, under the, you know, in uh well, under the shelter or not under the shelter, which is like by the water. Lah. So, so, mm. so, I mean, I had no choice but to walk by the water because it was just so crowded. So it's like, I, I, I think see. like, yeah, really, no, uh, there's probably going to be uptick in community cases if there are any community cases uh, going forward. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was correct. And I did see a line for the luge. You know, the, the Santosa mm. luge? luge. Yeah, yeah. How you pronounce it? Luge? I think so, yeah. The luge. I'm just surprised that many people queue up for it, man. Because it doesn't sound that exciting. But I guess in Singapore, without the ability to travel, yeah, um, you, you take what you got. Yeah, a lot of things yeah. become exciting again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but, but anyway, speaking we Speaking of finding excitement in Singapore. Yes. This part is actually, that's actually our topic today. Like, but first, before that, what do we need to do? The the weekly plug, man. The, the weekly more, plug. It's more weekly. It's three times a week already. Three times a weekly plug. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should keep it short and sweet. Eh? Yeah. Do so. so would so. you like to? Oh yeah. You, so um, like yeah. If you enjoy the podcast, you know now we varied up uh, three times a week, and we've been experimenting with formats, and and we even had an interview last week, a very interest, interesting interview last week. Where if you enjoy the podcast. Do feel free uh, to just tell one person about it today, or even better, like one one what one of our dear readers, uh, dear Poe, I think that's how you pronounce it on on Reddit, uh, or dear readers, what I say, dear listeners, dear Poe, on Reddit, what decided to do was to post a um a little link to our aware interview on the Singapore subreddit, which uh and she I think he or she specifically posted a bit about. Um, when Aware talked about mandatory NS for females. And that, yeah, mm. ignited quite a bit of a discussion on the Singapore subreddit, which was awesome to see because you rarely see, like, um, yeah, something, you know, just uh, something so simple, like, it, uh, eliciting so many comments. I think last I checked were 80 over comments on the topic. Uh, and, and some were, and not all was just trollers, you know, some were, like, legit discussions of what does it, what total defense entails and all. So mm. I I know we wanted to keep this short, but I sorry I had to plug that whole thing yeah. That's why I was, <laughs> I was just gonna say that. I think it's the longest plug we've ever done there. Yeah, but yeah, also feel free to post it about it on Reddit or other places where people discuss topics. Yes, that was a long ass plug, but a good plug nonetheless. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah, so now 
now we can we can deep dive into the first topic, which I mean, we did start off this podcast talking about how nice the past few days, how yeah, how relaxing it was for minorities like me, uh, and even for people who typically celebrate Chinese New Year and have hectic schedules. It has been a bit more peace peaceful this year, lah, right? Mm. But it was on Saturday morning, was it Saturday morning? Yeah. Uh, I think the whole of Singapore awoke to some news that just 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 go worse and worse, man. And we're talking about the horrible accident that happened along Tanjung Paga Road mm. uh, in the wee hours of Saturday, 13 February. Yeah, yeah. How, right. how did you hear about it? Eh? Same. I woke up to, I guess, a telegram uh, alert about it. Yeah. Oh, telegram alert? Yeah. From like... Straight from, times. Uh, uh, oh, straight times. And I mean, I first heard about it because... Uh, my my girlfriend mentioned it to me. She works at a uh, she teaches at a yoga studio along that road, mm-hmm. and she told me that her colleagues and all were were saying, "Oh, there was an accident that happened." So initially, yeah, it was for me. It was an accident, and then oh, five people you know, then five people died on the spot, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Since when, in recent times, have you heard of an accident in Singapore like that? And I think uh, the news came out saying that it's the most fatal crash in 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 a decade or something. The most number of uh, fatalities in a single car accident in the last decade, according to the traffic police. Ooh, yeah. My God. So, I mean, since then, I think everyone in Singapore has heard about it in some way, shape or form. If you haven't heard about it, then um, it just surprises me that you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, but... But I mean, uh, what what generally the news is is that okay, there were five people involved. Um, there were some videos circulating of a white BMW speeding along Tanjung Paga. Um, there was a fire. Uh, some of the not say eyewitnesses, the more like ear witnesses, have who live around the area came down saying that they heard some revving of engines about at about five thirty a.m. Um, there have been news of the fiance of one of the victims trying to opened the door while the fire was burning and, and she suffered 80% burns and is currently in ICU. Um, and I think the identities of the five victims have been have been released uh, and they're all in their late 20s, mm-hmm. right? And I think as of this morning, there are tribute, uh, tributes and kind of like um, uh, just some, some prayers done on site. You know, people just living like tokens of... of condolence uh, and and stuff like that but it's still invest it's still ongoing it's still investigating but yeah so so that's the context of what has happened mm. but of course as with most things there's always an ugly side to things mm. and what is this ugly side uh i mean i'm not entirely sure if you're talking about the same ugly thing like but the mm. uh obviously for one you know the couple number of the of the vehicle has been sold out as a total lottery number. Mm. Uh, that's mm. one, you know, people cashing in on this. Uh, yeah, but don't do it. Like, it's bad karma on Chinese New Year. Uh, secondly, mm. I guess it's um, yeah, like, a lot of uh, commenters who online are saying that, oh, you know, they deserved it because they were speeding and endangering people and things like that. Uh, mm. Along Tanjung Paga Road and all that. So uh, mm. is that what you're referring to in terms of the nasty side of things? Yeah, the commenters. Uh. Mm. So what was your immediate thoughts about that though? I mean, it, it hasn't been disputed whether or not that the white car was, uh, white car in the videos that have been circulating 
is indeed that car, right? I think generally the feeling I get is that, yeah, that was the car. Mm. Um, and I think based on the witness accounts, it seemed like they were speeding, la, right? So in some sense, you, I just, I mean, there, there is that sentiment, la, I don't know why these people speed. It's so unfortunate and all. But I guess when you look at Reddit, uh, yeah, some of the things they're saying, like uh, generally, okay, they, they don't pity these people because they were putting themselves in danger, but also the people around them in danger, mm. uh, which is very, very true. La, you know, like it it just so happens that the thing happened what, at 5.30, 6 a.m. But if, you know, sometimes that restaurants that open in the morning, they need to stock up and some of the staff might be in early. Uh, just so happens that the retail, I mean, the, the property that the car crashed into had no one there. Yeah. But, it just felt like wow, like to to make jokes and like to really kind of say they deserve it and all that felt like wow, it's it's not 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 it's just horrible to read like. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, but yeah, I I guess yeah, making jokes about it might be a bit too soon la. But the added context that actually the residents have been complaining about cars revving at 5.30am and speeding around the block for a very long time already. There was some added yeah. context where the MPs, like I think Indrani Raja, uh, yeah, came yeah. forward and traffic police also came forward saying that uh, they know of these um, so-called, I don't know, street racers or whatever they are. They know of these incidents happening. It's been complained before by residents. Uh, but it's been hard to catch them, right? You know, because yeah. um, it's not like um, you can easily set up traffic cameras like along larger roads and stuff like that because it's, res- I mean, it's a residential slash commercial area as well. Like. So in that larger context, I mean, aside from those people who go to the extreme of, of you know, jumping in glee at, at this ha- that happening, that's happening, right? I think what some people are saying is that... Um, yeah, some some people, no, not specifically these people who perished, right? But a lot of the street yeah. racers have been doing this for a very long time already, and and maybe unfortunately, as unfortunate as as evil as it sounds, unfortunate as it sounds, is is this kind of accident that will serve as a wake up call to these street racers not to, not to take the roads and take everything for granted, lah. You know, mm. a, a lesson to be learned, so to speak. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't blanket say all the comments were of a very uh, unfavor- uh, un- 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 distasteful mm, mm. nature. I would say that a lot of mm. them are pointing to the fact that um, yeah, this has been going on for a while and, and I'm sure everyone in Singapore at one point or another has seen at least a car or two like really going at an insane speed down roads that you definitely shouldn't be going at that speed at, right? And definitely, yeah. it's not it's not like ch- there's a cop car or anything chasing anyone. It's just for the for the thrill of it, lah, right? Yeah, because yeah, when I read the article saying that residents have been complaining for the longest time, I found that a bit surprising because I had, I mean, okay, I like like what you said. I think most people have seen uh, cars racing in Singapore. Most mm. people probably might be aware that okay, this kind of shit does happen, but I didn't know that along Tanjung Pagar Road. Uh, it was already an issue. Yeah. Because that road is fucking narrow, yeah. right? It's yeah. 
it's a lot too of like lame. turns and 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 like like dr- you almost have to drift to turn at certain points, right? Yeah, and you have cars parked on both sides, and what what is left normally is just a single lane in either direction, mm. And it's fucking tight, and you have shop houses, and it's not just like the roads. Then there's like meters of sidewalk, and yeah. and then shops. It's it's fucking tight, like You mm. get out of the car, you walk like one meter, you're at a shop already. Yeah. So, but I mean, in terms of racing, I guess. In that sort of confined spaces, there might be an added thrill or something like. But, mm. but, like one thing that was il- that was illuminating from reading the Reddit threads is first of all, yeah, there there has been complaints about uh, racing like this happening. Mm. But also, there was one thread where I think an engineer, a car engineer, kind of pointed out certain things that I thought were quite interesting. Like he was saying that um, for that uh, the fiance to not be able to open the doors um, f- feels like, oh shit, what, 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 was it a structural failure of the car as well? Because I think there, there was also certain images um, being shared that talked about how the driver modified his car, mm-hmm. right? I know that is all un- unconfirmed. It's all speculation. Speculation, yeah. Like, yeah. But um, it was just interesting for, for to hear someone point out that, okay, you know, cars are meant to withstand fires. Cars, the central frame around the passengers is normally the strongest part of the car. Mm. And for the doors to not be open, it's either like in a fucking one in a billion chance that maybe one side of the door was against a wall, the other side of the door was really impacted by the crash. But I just thought it was... It was interesting like, because then it not only shines a light on the drivers themselves, but it shines a light on maybe BMW because mm. every, a lot of major car companies have had to recall cars mm. um, and also the the places that modify cars. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, because, okay, so so what is what is your knowledge of illegal street racing in Singapore? Mm, I mean, it's, it's there. Like. The stuff that you see... Mm in Fast and Furious about people meeting up to race and and you know loving to put it to, to install stuff on their vehicles to make it you know make louder noises or stuff it's all real uh, you know yeah. uh, I know it takes place at certain hot spots um, uh, but I think you had a more more personal yeah. experience with it before right yeah uh, I mean I just I, I same like you. I knew of these kind of things happening, and I was always curious how insane can it be? Like it has to be just like groups of people here and there. But there was one time I caught wind through the grapevine that there was something happening uh, on the eve of National Day, uh, and what I came to learn is that on the eve of many public, most public holidays, there's always the gatherings of these street racers, mm. But this was happening in Orchard Road, no, mm. like fucking Orchard Road. So, so. I mean, I think what happened was they 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 gathered to do the racing in the in the west of Singapore near NTU mm. because that's where I guess you have the wider roads and less traffic. But there was some someone uh, found out that the traffic police was on the way, so like a whole uh, contingent they drove to Wheelock mm. and set up base in the Wheelock car park, like the open air car park. Mm. Um, and I'm saying this because, uh, and I, like I think when I was was there, I was standing on the Wheelock Bridge, mm. um, and it was so hard to believe that this was actually happening. Because after I I heard about it, I wanted to just see it for myself, like, Because you think you know Singapore there's racing and all, and you see Fast and Furious, you think okay that's just in the movies. But literally the Wheelock car park turned into some sort of place where people had their hoods open, people were walking around, and 
and like four or five cars at a time, they would drive out of the Wheelock car park and make go on laps, you know, around Orchard Road. And what's the road behind uh, on the opposite side of the Wheelock car park? Grange Orchard Road, Road is one side. Grange Road, right? Grange Road. Yeah. Yeah. And they would, there's this huge traffic light near Ion and the moment it turns green, you will see these people go fucking insane speeds mm. and they would just go a few rounds and come back into the Wheelock car park. Then the traffic police would come, the police would come, they would go into the car park, circle around and they can't catch people when they are there because they're not driving. Mm. And then I literally saw one or two instances where the police cars were outside the same traffic light and the race, the car racers were next to them and when the traffic light turned green, they sped off in the presence of the police but yeah. it just felt like, okay, is this something that happens that uh, uh, one eye is closed just because if it's going to happen, you you let it happen certain times of year in the hopes that it's like an informal agreement. So that fucking blew my mind mm, mm, that that kind of shit happens in Singapore. Yeah. Um, in some ways, like, oh shit, the there's an there's night racing in Singapore that's cool and shit like that. But then when uh, accidents like this happen, yeah, like, like what you say, like it, it does shine a light on like okay, why if there were repeated complaints about racing along Tanjung Paga, uh, how come nothing was done? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I don't want to jump on that that <laughs> I don't want to jump on the bandwagon of bashing authorities or anything like that lah. But the uh, then when they say, I find it very hard to believe when they say like it was very hard to enforce or catch people with cameras. Cause, I mean, I drive on sometimes I drive on much calmer roads, and sometimes because the roads are wider or something, I have been caught for speeding before. Because <laughs> like maybe I got stomach ache and I'm like rushing, and then specifically along that stretch, like around along Tom, between Thompson and Farrer Road, that stretch ah. Uh, it's very wide roads yeah. and, and, and it's very easy to, to, you know, if you're not like paying attention, it's very easy to go slightly above the speed limit, I think of 70 or something, you know, so, yeah. so and a lot of times it's, it's, it's not, the road's not even like, like occupied or whatever, it's just really two or three cars maybe and I've been caught at least twice in my life, la. so I'm not, I'm not, I'm no saint either when it comes to this yeah. kind of speeding and I, I mean, but but I wasn't like like racing or whatever. I was just trying to get to the toilet or trying to re, you know go and go for Chinese New Year visiting or something like that, You know, not mm. saying that not saying that I should be forgiven for speeding, but I just you find it very f- hard to believe that they <laughs> have trouble catching speed racers, la, When you when they put out that kind of excuse in a place like Tanjung Baga, la, right? Yeah, and I mean, of all roads, right? You look at Tanjung Baga, which even driving at normal speeds or even crossing as a pedestrian, mm. the thing about Tanjung Baga, if people maybe haven't been there or haven't been there for a while, it's not one straight road, no. Mm. There are curves, so there are many blind spots where you cannot even see the car coming around the corner. Like. So it yeah. just feels like on the checklist of roads that are dangerous mm. and even more dangerous for racing, Tanjung Paga Road would be would fucking check all the boxes, like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, 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 what you said. I don't think we just want to shit on like authorities for what fuck we never do this, you know. Yeah. But it just you, it, it does make you think, like, like if there were complaints already, mm. uh, which was new to me. But if there were complaints already, yeah, how hard can it be to just? I mean, I can imagine putting speed bumps and all. That road is very busy, right? Mm-hmm. You put speed bumps, it reduces the speed, sure and all, but traffic cameras and mm. stuff like that yeah yeah so this is where this right. is where I think technology can help lah, right if, I mean yeah. if we have technology I trace together and all these things really you can't tell me like speed cameras are, are that difficult to install lah. yeah 
Unless the speed cameras are like, you know, every time you see the footage of like speed cameras, I don't know what, like, I think the, actually the, the photograph taking, sometimes it can be quite power. La, but mm. speed cameras, given that now everyone, most people have like a super powerful camera in their pocket. Yeah. Speed cameras feel, it still feels like it's a monumental task to install like uh, cameras and, and closed circuit TV mm. uh, and all that. And we're not saying to monitor human traffic or monitor public. It just felt like it's the road that, uh, okay, made sense, uh, I would imagine. So, mm. is there a reason maybe it took a bit longer? I know that stretch is very popular. There are a lot of joints that um, serve alcohol and F&B and, and probably those sort of stuff. You know, if it's regulated, if yeah. there are cameras and all, it might affect... I can imagine the businesses also wanting, not wanting to have that sort of close watch. I don't know. It just feels like there's there's something there la, that, yeah. that is a question mark. La. It could be. Uh, it could be. Like, I mean, maybe there's more considerations that we're not, we're not thinking of. Like, it is meant to be yeah. a... It is meant to be a very vibrant, like, uh, you know, watering hole, expat living kind of area. And, and uh, yeah. they're putting cameras and all kind of, like... You know the the reinforces the whole nanny state thing and and all uh. Um, yeah. But yeah, but it's just it's just it's just I guess also the fact that we can't travel right. So you know people who used to get the kicks from traveling to Malaysia to to yeah, to really, you know even just go to the racetracks and all they they haven't done that in months I'm supposing. Yeah. 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 But that's why because I know last time in the army I think I had one friend who literally had a car with no license plate. Mm. It was just used to go to a racetrack in JB. Oh, yeah, he yeah. goes there, he races, and he comes back because the car is a lot cheaper like, and you don't need to register, you don't need to pay for COE. Yeah. So, when it comes to people wanting a adrenaline rush and all, if you want to race safely in a racetrack, I have no issues with that. Yeah. On the road, of course, it's not ideal, but this is where, yeah, I think that's why the, the post of that guy on Reddit who claims that he's an engineer made me also think like, hey, shit, okay, you have the drivers who, the driver who is responsible for speeding, yeah. but, there are a lot of other factors at play also. Mm. Um, and I'm curious whether there's going to be investigations into the the modifications that were done to the car, whether it's going to trace back to the the shop that did do the modifications and mm. uh, allegedly illegal modifications. Because it's one of those things, right? If, if shit is going to happen, um, you want to curb it all the way totally, that's one thing. Mm. Maybe it just needs to be regulated better. Yeah, yeah. And I think there are a lot of regulations in place about modifying cars, right? It's just, there are probably a lot of ways to skirt around it also. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. You can hide a lot of these modifications. Uh. It's, it's not difficult. Uh. But, uh, yes, yeah, but... Oh, I mean, just, yeah, just hoping for the best or the the girl, the fiancé of that, one of the, the guys who perished. Because she suffered, what, yes, yeah. 80% burns? 80% burns? Trying to rescue her fiancé. So, I mean, it's quite courageous, lah. You have to say, lah. But um, yeah, it's just tough situation, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, as as I think as you mentioned, like no point, um, no point gloating about the the loss of life here, right? But but it's a it's a big lesson for everyone involved, lah. To to always, especially even on Chinese New Year or whatever, you know, especially merry evenings. So, yeah, like, don't drink yeah. and drive, don't don't speed, you know, don't don't trust your friend who's like had a couple of drinks saying that he's not drunk and he wants to take the wheel and all that. Huh? Have you have you ever known someone personally who was affected by uh drink driving or drink being driving? in an accident like that? Uh 
drink driving. No, but I know a lot of people who are obviously not in a position to be driving, but they they just insist on driving home and and, and things like that, lah, and never get caught, lah. And and, mm. and and I mean, thankfully nothing happened to them or what, but it was it's still like, uh, yeah, the the it's one of those things where, you know, uh, they, they, every time they don't get caught, they just get more emboldened to do it again, lah, right? Mm. You know, so so it's one of those things like that that hopefully this reminds people not to do it lah. I mean, in a I year guess, in a year where we got pandemic killing off hundreds of thousands of people, you don't need to do adi- anything additional to make life more dangerous lah. Yeah, and and I guess what you're saying is essentially also for people to kind of how you say uh, be be cognizant of those around you because if and I mean and and kind of like helping avoid these kind of things. It's not just the drivers of these sort of vehicles, right? Mm. It is the the people who, I mean, if if it just means voicing out your concern a bit more uh, or saying something when you maybe wouldn't have said anything, all those kind of things help people realize that, okay, like, maybe they shouldn't be doing this. Because, I mean, I, I, I know of a friend's best friend who got uh unfortunately he passed away because of a drink driving accident and just talking to my friend yeah they were out uh they were out one night and they saw the guy they were hanging out and all it was a great time and then the next morning they woke up to the news that his car crashed into a beam a beam like then you yeah the expressway beam you know i think the divider or something yeah 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 then you just you're like oh fuck man then it just feels like like uh this this sort of thing especially Given the the around the holidays, you know, generally a happy occasion. When you hear this, you're like, "Oh yeah. man!" Imagine the families and the loved ones. Holy shit, man! So yeah, I guess anyone who can kind of just move the needle a little bit, even if it just means telling someone or a loved one, mm. maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah, uh, that that can help, lah. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, we uh, one of the things that if you went to the one of the deceased, um, the Instagram. Uh, account right early on yeah I think yeah. they travel extensively through the US on a very big road trip like driving very fast cars uh, and and took mm. a lot of photos along the way and everything like that so obviously yeah, like, there is a you know there, there is totally fine to like fast cars as a hobby and everything and to drive them in places where there are no long expressways like in the US if I had a fast car I'd be damn shook like, because you know I mean the driving there we're talking about you shaving half an hour off a four-hour drive, for example, right? You know, so having a fast mm. car is great. And, and, and you know, in Europe, there's no speed limit on some of the the larger expressways as well, right? So so that's yeah. great. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, this is one thing I always think about Singaporeans is that we don't realize that our, a lot of the stuff that, that, that you can enjoy or what in other countries, um, you know, we are not afforded that, that, that kind of uh, luxury, you know? Like being able to drive yeah, and yeah. drive a very fast car around and show it off and, and and you know really really shave time off your your commute and stuff like that. Like you, you speed and then after that you hit traffic light. You speed and hit traffic light. So it's kind of pointless, also that right. Um, mm-hmm. but but yeah. So yeah, keep those activities. I mean, just be cognizant. Singapore, our roads, our roads also probably means our roads aren't built for that kind of traction either, Right. I think that's something yeah. um people tend to forget. Out the humidity our roads, the materials used to build our roads, everything is also different from overseas. La. So also when I travel overseas and I tell people, oh, I want to go and drive in the snow to get to this location, they look at me like I'm fucking crazy at that. La. 
it's beca- because it's like even for them like driving in snow is like so hard and then what less for someone like you know coming from Singapore who has no experience driving in snow and things like that like you know and, 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 and yeah like, there, there are things I don't even know like having to put chains on your tyres and stuff like that when you're really going through trudging through snow and all so so there's just just a lot of things that Singaporeans were not exposed to and we, we probably take for granted like, that you can do whatever the hell you want uh, just because you can yeah. do it in Singapore like. so so just be careful. Like. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Heavy, heavy news. Heavy. Let's start this one. Heavy news. I mean, I guess the good thing is the goofy topic really is not heavy at all. Like. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully. But it also um, has to so do with, uh, I guess if you enjoy fast cars and things like that, to maintain that kind of lifestyle is not cheap, like, right? And yeah, that's right. what That's what our next segment has to do. Has to do. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it started, it's about a trend that you see elsewhere, everywhere in the world, but this conversation got, uh, caught our attention because it's happening across the causeway. Yeah. Um, and essentially, there's, um, there's the concept of, you know, sugar daddies and sugar babies. Sugar what? You know, I think everyone has Sugar dads. Sugar daddies, uh, sugar daddies and sugar babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, the, something about the Malaysian government recently. They announced that they are considering banning the Sugar Book app to mm. prevent youth from getting involved in immoral activities. Mm. Sugar Book. So the Sugar Book, yeah, the Sugar Book app is a is a dating website to help sugar babies mm. find sugar daddies and vice versa, lah. Yeah. So it's not the first time, or first app of its kind or something, but. Mm. I just found it uh, interesting when I saw the article. Uh, eh, why this specific app and why suddenly the Malaysian government and why why a lot of questions lah. Mm. So, mm. so when you when you saw this, what was your what was your first thought uh? Uh, I mean, it's a. Uh, firstly, I want to check out whether it's available on on our our iTunes. I mean, our app store and all uh. But I think what they yeah. are is a website that you can just. Uh, sort of add to your home screen la, right mm. it's not necessarily you don't it's just a mobile it's like a mobile uh, it's a mobile app that lives within your browser la. Um, oh but isn't it there's a, there's a website also la. The, this is the website like you go to sugarbook.com ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. then this, the, <laughs> yeah. tells you how to in, they give you very specific instructions how to install it on your phone um, yeah. I mean yeah, la, we've had a lot of like what Ashley Madison and all these things yeah. in Singapore before, right? So, yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's something that I think goes on lah. Like we just um don't really hear about it so publicly until until usually when some government official comes in and like does something like how we banned Ashley Madison before. Remember? Yeah. 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 So, but the thing is about Ashley Madison. Uh, to clarify, Ashley Madison was encouraging adultery, lah. Right. Mm, correct, it was correct. a website that match people in relationships with people who kind of want to, I don't know, like want to help them cheat, right? Mm. So there was almost something where at the crux of it is encouraging behavior which is still frowned upon uh, in society, right? Mm. Whereas this one for Sugar Baby, Sugar Daddy, if you go to their website, they, their whole mantra, and if you listen to and oh, and I also found out why specifically Malaysia singled out this website, like because the founder is Malaysian. Oh, I see. 
Yeah, it's well, Mr. Branding, Darren Chan. The branding is pretty is pretty okay. It's, it's, it looks very international. Yeah, it's pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah, so so this guy's name is Darren Chan. Um he's I think as of this year he's 31 years old. So young guy. Yeah. He's been working on it since 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. And basically the the reason why he came up with it was um he he founded one company called Gig Ferry and it got acquired by Asia. Then he went into the online dating industry and he came across a set of data that suggested 40% of people choose financials as the number one criteria they look at before getting into any relationship. Mm. So he thought, oh shit, if people are looking at financials, why not set up a website where you match people with finance at the core of them getting together? Like, yeah, literally the uh, byline the byline for their website is where romance meets finance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so, and if you look at their YouTube channel, yeah, they have some interviews with some of their sugar babies and all. And um, yeah, according to is I mean the platform is viable as a mobile available as a mobile app. It has over three hundred thousand members from sixty countries, mm. predominantly from Malaysia, the US, Singapore, and the Philippines. Mm. Over seventy percent of the members are student sugar babies from universities, single mothers, and divorcees. Mm. As for sugar daddies, they range between thirty to, to fifty five years old with an average annual income of USD one hundred fifty thousand to three hundred thousand. Mm. Mm. So, in terms of revenue, they saw an increase. Uh, in 2018 of 1,500%, they recently raised some money and I think the pandemic kind of shot up uh, their memberships also, which Mm. you can understand also because there are more people facing financial difficulties than probably before COVID. Correct. Right. Um, And he did say that over 60% of the people working behind Sugarbook are women. Mm. Um, And they have that that mantra, you know, like where relationships meet finance. Um, At Sugarbook, we believe in the the freedom of choice. Mm. So, when I when I saw it, I was like, I mean, I don't actually have an issue with this. Mm. Actually, they do, raise a good point you, uh, that that single mums, for example, it's it's not easy yeah. to be dating, right? Because you go on any standard Tinder, or whatever, you are competing against single people, and and uh, you know, people haven't been married before, lah. Single singles, uh, uh, and yeah, but if you're, I think if you're coming to a place like Sugar Book where is I mean it's very transparent what your objectives are as well, right? To 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 yeah. find finance, right? Um, yeah. So people can be very transparent about what they think about you and what they want from you as well, So you can just put it there. I'm a single mom. I want to support my family and all that, lah, right? And I think yeah. that's, that's yeah. So so morally, <laughs> it's hard to take a yeah, stand and say that this is bad, lah, right? Because, yeah, I mean, they were saying, and like, again, like, Ashley Madison and all that, it encourages adultery, right? Mm. Which, I mean, marriage in itself, there is one school of thought that doesn't believe in marriage, one school of thought that believes in open open marriages and all that. But generally, yeah, marriage is almost a, a legal, legal contract, right? Mm. And a website is encouraging people to kind of not really respect that contract. Like. So I think yeah. that one feels like there's more holes to poke. Whereas I'm on this website and I'm like, they even say, you know, like uh, how it works. Yeah. Uh, what is a sugar daddy? Sugar daddy usually are mm. well-established, wealthy individual, blah, blah, blah. What is a sugar relationship? What mm. is a sugar baby? Our features. I guess the one criticism is that it feels like all sugar babies have to be female and all sugar daddies yeah. have to be male. Sexist. Why can't it be the other way around? Yeah, equality. Like, fucking sexist. Yeah, but I'm going to pause but, you but, right here. I'm going to pause you right here, right? Chotom- chotomate, uh, yeah? And say... Chotomate. going to ask me some stupid-ass questions. I'm going to ask you right? something and put you on the spot again. <laughs> huh? What if tomorrow <laughs> your girlfriend comes to you, Harish, 
I used to be a sugar baby. How would mm. that how would that change your impression of things? Oh, I used to be a sugar baby uh years ago because I needed to pay off my university, whatever. I did it for about two, three years. Uh, you know, I maybe saw like two, three guys or something like that. Um I still keep mm. in touch with them, you know, because you know, they are they were like mentors to me, la. they were not and they helped me through a very difficult time in my life. How would you mm. react to that? I mean if she did that, I would actually have no issues. The keeping in touch part, that one would be weird. La. So, why, why, so, uh, why, why, uh, why? It's very transparent. What? It's just friends only. Right? I mean, ultimately, hey, if we got just friends only, <laughs> la, then I would want to know, okay, wait, was it purely professional? Was it purely business? Was there something more? Because, I mean, to me, it's like, if she's keeping in touch with exes also, like, I'm like, okay, uh, hmm, interesting. Then I will try and understand uh, why like so maybe even if you maybe that that opens up a whole other Pandora's box can we just constrain it to whether or not she was a sugar baby yeah, yeah, in yeah. The, okay okay, okay. No, yeah, yeah. That's a, so okay if, then she's like eh, that's my past life I don't do it anymore okay then how hey, why you imitate my girlfriend like that huh? <laughs> she make it sound so like childish like that no well, okay we're having and, a real conversation right? <laughs> yeah no but uh, I mean yeah I would have no issues with that actually mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, provided she's still not a sugar baby, la. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> because I mean, then I, I would want, I want fifty percent, man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, if she was a, I would like. I mean, for you, I got to throw back the question to you too, man. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's like, 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 like I said, like, It's about being transparent in what a relationship is. If sometimes, mm. if is if they didn't meet through sugar book or something like that, they might have met elsewhere also, lah. Right. I mean, it's not difficult yeah. to meet. If you want to go and meet like rich guys, you know, you know where to go in a club. Uh, last time, la, last time before pre-COVID. La, now, now maybe you got to search a bit harder because it's a bit, uh, you know, or, or if you, you're very clear about your objectives, it's, it's not difficult, la, right? You know, you, you know where to hang out, you know where to do that, to, to, to meet a certain demographic of people, la, right? Like if you want to yeah, meet yeah. an expatriate or something, you would go to like Robertson Key, you know, some watering hole where they hang out, right? For example, mm. things like that. So, to me, it's not so much about uh, that concept of sugar daddy, sugar baby. Because yeah, la, there are I definitely women do have their priorities in relationships as well. So so yeah, la, so mm. to me, it's 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 uh especially if someone tells me already that it's always in the past or what. I mean, you can't judge people for for how they were before you met them and all la. And maybe because mm. of because of the experiences with that 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 makes them, you know, even more certain that that you know that is a not not something that they enjoyed and all that and that makes you also like okay lah you know they 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 find something in you that is even more important than just finance lah right uh, mm. so so it might be a good thing but but I want to just ratchet it up a bit lah what if it's your daughter yeah, but you never you never nah? answer your question Which do you answer the question if if your wife was a sugar baby lah no no so I say I mean it's not I won't have a big issue with it lah. Mm. That's what I'm saying, lah. I mean, granted that last time during our when we were all younger, there probably were fewer apps and all this to make it easy to to find a sugar daddy, lah, right? But I'm yeah, saying that yeah. it it probably still was not difficult for uh, you know for a young young girl or what to go and find a sugar daddy if she really wants, lah, right? Mm. So so I think it's a lot more common than than people assume. Uh, then the other thing, but but I wanted to ratchet up. What if it's like your daughter or something? <laughs> Who tells you, Daddy, you're not giving me enough money. I wanna I need more money for university. I don't I wanna like do stuff or what. And then she's like, I'm gonna sign out. I'm I'm signing out this website. I met this guy, he's 
he's older than you, but he's very, he treats me very well. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> uh, why? Uh? Because, 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 okay, then, mm, then I would, uh, I mean, I would want to, I, w- I would say I wouldn't be happy, but not that doesn't mean that I would be like, no, you fucking don't do it. You know? I would just want to understand why she is wanting to do that. Uh, yeah, more. So, so I wouldn't, at this point, like, at this point, mm. I wouldn't say, no, you get off the website now. <laughs> um, that's what I think. Like, that's what I think. I would just try and understand, okay, like, mm. why Why do you see the need for this? Uh, is this really the best way? Yeah. Um, who is this dude? Maybe I'll have lunch with him. Yeah. Uh, no, but that'll be fucking that'll weird. Be no, weird. fuck that. That'll be weird. That'll be weird. No, I think, okay, what, you're hitting on, I think the, what you're hitting on is, is because a parent, uh, it is almost like a parent has a direct responsibility for how you are right now, like, right? How how you, you behave or the stuff you do right now. Like I a guess very, so, yeah. A very big hand in it. Like. So when a daughter comes to a dad and says, I, I'm not having enough money, it also kind of points to, you know, oh, I'm not being provided for enough from the family, right? So it does point to a deficiency in something like, or maybe then, upbringing or what that, that makes them too materialistic or something like that. So so that, then, that's why it, then, it feels, I feel like, yeah, I feel like as a dad, it will affect me more, like, right? So your, will your, what would your answer be? Yeah, yeah, same. I think same also. I'll be very, you know, in fact, I'll be probably even more adamant that you don't, don't do it, like, as in there's other ways to make money besides this. Like. But, no, because the thing is like, okay, like, I'm just thinking that, uh, Assuming that sh- I mean okay, the the one thing I give like Sugar Book they do verify the age. I mm. I haven't dug deep whether that is just a very easy thing to get around and all, mm. but but there is that in place like you know age verification. You have to be eighteen and above. So if your daughter's like twenty one, twenty two, where at the age where okay like you you also want to respect her as an adult and all, where she's free to make her own decisions. Um, I think yeah, that's where if. Because I don't think it's my, it's not, maybe it's not just tied to materialism and all that. Mm. In some way, but, but, I there mean, are let's many assume, questions. Let's assume it is, like, because, like I said, if you want to just meet a rich person, uh, you just happen to want to date someone who got, who's of means or what, you can do that. It's just probably take a bit more effort, like, right? But Sugar Book is very but clearly, I mean it's very clearly, it's about money, right? No, but the same could be said about finding a, a, a partner, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, anyone could tell me that oh Harry, if you wanted to find a girlfriend, yeah, you just put in effort. But no, without a dating app, I fucking sucked, dude. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the the thing about <laughs> so Sugar I use Book, the app. I use, uh, the thing about Sugar Book is that is a, it's just blanket. It's about getting money lah. It's not about finding a partner. It's about getting money first lah. Right. Whereas mm. I think when you say you want to find a partner, it's still about I want to find a partner. If it happens that he got money, that's great. That's, that's fantastic mm. right? and I mean that is a criteria so, yeah. for me finding a partner but finding a partner so, yeah. is still the most important thing like, whereas sugar book is like I just want to make money and so it doesn't really the, the partner thing is, is a less priority like. yeah I, I agree with you on that even though their website seems to suggest otherwise like, they try and pair up romance and finance when yeah. come on like, okay guys guys if they if this is pure, like definitely finance is the primary thing like. yeah, yeah, yeah. so right so so on in that sense but but the uh, but having like the financial means and all, I mean, I guess if my daughter is of that age, like twenty plus and all, 
Um, yeah, I think I would want to understand more because there are so many things my parents could have said when I chose to leave like the corporate job and do this media thing, mm. right? It's mm. it's on by in many ways it's fucking stupid, it's mm. fucking risky, but I still did it anyway, like. I know, so yeah. assuming that this this sugar book thing. I know they have safety tips and all that, but you never know what the fuck can go wrong. Yeah. But those risks of your partner being an asshole or exploiting you are there yeah. in any relationship, yeah. right? Um, there are so many cases of dating apps where people like like people meet and then they get raped or abused or something. But it's not. It's it's tough to point that full blame on the apps itself, So when I look at this, I'm like, yeah, I mean. I can't, it's hard for me to poke a hole in it and say, oh, it should be banned. Especially the way the article, so the way Malaysia is saying, you know, they want to um, uh, prevent youth from engaging in immoral actions. Like, uh, feels feels weird then. Like, I mean, there's so many politicians themselves in Malaysia feels like they are probably encouraging youth to engage in immoral actions more than an app like this. Yeah. No, I mean, but 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 going back to what I was saying earlier is that I, I, I still think that it's a, as a dad and all, I probably would react uh, more strongly. More vehemently. La. Because yeah. to me, is if it's about money, there's ways to make money, maybe even more money. Uh, that doesn't involve like, you know, getting into messy relationships with people with money and, and love and all this are intertwined, you know? Because mm. like, if you really want to make money, you know, <laughs> you can go and join a course, go and sell MLM, go and do a lot of different things. Even being a model or something like that. If if you talk about using your your looks or whatever, you know, go and do something that 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 um, just has a yeah longer career. I mean, it's longer career path. It doesn't mess up your doesn't doesn't like you know mess up the 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 difference between finding a partner and making and making money and all these kind of things, which which but, can be two separate also- things, right? But that one also, I think, is a bit of a blanket statement, uh, statement here because it's it's not. If you're a student and all, and you're struggling mm. to meet tuition fees and all that, to yeah. find an alternative, uh, like a part-time gig that pays you enough, it's fucking hard, man. Yeah, but right? it's, so it's, I think they exist, right? Like you've you've heard, you also hear stories of people who, you know, do things on the side in university and and are yeah, able to correct, make correct. a good amount of money also. But good amount, I think that's where I think I think that's where the the return on investment of being a sugar baby is probably higher than most things. That you can find, but that's with a blanket statement. That's a blanket la. statement, also, right? Effort also. No, but I'm effort also that, depends on I'm what you mean by effort. Like putting like a relationship also is effort. Right? Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm. What I'm saying is that the what you said about how to find something that maybe isn't a sugar baby that is can earn you money. That's also fucking hard, la. And and I think, uh, is they are all alternative career. <laughs> like side hustle choices. That's not a career. And, and I don't it's not think, a side hustle. No, side hustle. Side hustle. It is a side hustle. Why is it's it not, not a, a side career. hustle? It's a side hustle. Side hustle doesn't have to have like fucking 10 year, 20 year roadmap. What? Yeah, but, but what I'm saying right? is it's that a as, a dad, like, as a dad, what I would encourage is to explore the range of other side hustles first before, before finally landing on this one. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's why that would be part of the conversation I would want to have with her. Like, like, oh, is this your first choice? If this is your first choice, yeah. and I'm totally with you on that, I'm like, okay, maybe try something else. Yeah. Um. But even then, right? Like, what what about this makes you a little uncomfortable? 
Uh, that's as I, this uh, has uh, a no, maybe because, like a because, tenth okay, choice. Just aside from aside from whatever implica- uh, implications being a sugar baby, I feel that the pursuit of money, uh, being the f- uh, I mean, pursuit of money for as a means of happiness, I think, uh, is a very is a very flawed place to begin with, lah. I mean, of course, money is important. Mm. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, you know, you and I having foregone careers in, in 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 probably much more lucrative industries and all that as well to do this, right? It, mm. If it's all about the money, we would not be doing this at all, lah, right? If we just sat down and said realistically, mm. like really trying to make money and all. Why why suffer through this and go through all this kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, right? why? Why? Why so the fuck I are always, we doing this? <laughs> if anything, I just want I, I just like it when people think about, you know, why why am I going down this career path? And if it's especially if they know that it's something they don't like. Um for me, thankfully I, I came to that realization of what I didn't like. But it's just that I came I think I came to that realization maybe like ten years too late. Lah. You know, I wish it was ten years earlier and everything. Mm. Um so like I mean the classic Jay Z song is like um, at thirteen we'll have our first dream. I mean, this is a song that he he and Kanye wrote about talking their 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 dedications to their sons. Uh. So Jay Z says, at thirteen we'll have our first drink together, black bar mitzvah, mozotov mogul talk, blah blah blah. And and his his he he basically Jay Z sings about knowing his, uh, uh, finding his path when he's like um twenty six, and his only job is to cut the time in half for his son. Uh. You know, mm. so so if, if if as a parent you can really help your your kids also find a direction and all that as quickly as possible, I think that's that's very valuable, very 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 valuable. Um, mm. And so that's why when this person is telling me that if my daughter or is telling me that they want to do this because the money is good on it, they will ask like, is is it why why is it that the money is the sole the most important thing that you need right now like, especially when you're still a student, you don't have the... You, I mean, I'm assuming that they're not, you're, you're not paying for the family's expenses and everything, right? If it's, mm. to, it's about buying more stuff or going on more holidays and things like that, then, then you really need to examine what is the priorities of the of this child, right? Mm. Yeah. So and that's I mean, where I'm coming from. So I guess, I mean, just from the start of the conversation to now, I think some it's also become clear to me, like along the lines of what you said, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense, but even more so, I think it, to to base an entire relationship just on the monetary transaction, I also think it's very unhealthy. Mm. So yeah, the more the more we talk about it, the more like what you said. I mean, what you were talking about the almost the the career side of things, right? If money is the sole reason why you're choosing a career, is that really the best way, right? But I think the same applies to to relationships also, Like I mean, I think. As I've gotten older, I've realized the importance of relationships. Yeah. And to me, when I look at the relationships I cherish the most around me, they are all just there because of the relationship. Like there's mm. no there's no transactional aspect to it. And I think if that young in their twenties, they someone's getting involved in a relationship that is so transactional, right? Mm. Fuck man, I think that would skew your thoughts on everything, everything around you. Because there are people there are people around me who I feel my relationships with them are quite transactional like, and yeah. those are the relationships that I'm like Ugh, I don't, don't like those relationships right, yeah. Hey, yeah. sorry I just so, want yeah. to so actually, the, the, uh, the quote from the Jay-Z song The New Day I just want to like yeah. make sure I don't butcher it um, he says yeah. I, I'll, I'll, you know I, I'll teach you good values so you cherish it it took me 26 years to find my path my only job is to cut that time in half 
You know, so at 13, we'll have our first drink together. Black bar mitzvahs, Mosul Tov, Mogul Top, you know. So, so what he's so saying he, here is that, yeah, la, it took him 26 years That's to, talking to his kid. Uh. Yeah, because Jay-Z, I mean, if you read his, his history and everything, I mean, he had an autobiography and all. I mean, he was yeah. selling crack on the streets and, and all that for, and into his early 20s. Uh. Uh, but at the mm. same time, he was, you know, like writing down raps on a little notebook that he would carry around with him and all these things. So, but it took him that many years to to get to a point where he was confident to, you know, um, uh, to release his class, his first album, uh, Reasonable Doubt. Nah. And then there was a jumping off point for his for his rest of his career. So so it also even for someone like that who's who's so talented, it also took you know twenty six years for him to to get to a point where he said, oh, okay, this is this is what I, I can do for a living, and it's not just about the money and and all that. Because he probably would make a lot more money selling coke at first. Yeah, like, yeah. twenty six years. Eh? Yeah. Whew. So it, it always reminds me, yeah, like, actually, yeah, that's our job as you know as parents as well to try and guide them towards what they that that passion and everything. Of course, if the passion is making money, um, there's a lot of ways to make money. La. And, and uh, again, I don't think sugar babes is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then oh, like yeah. a, a week down the road, someone sees us. <laughs> sugar babes. Sugar, <laughs> sugar, <laughs> sugar book. No, but then it's yeah, a much more noble thing. You're trying to make money to provide for your family already. So it's different. <laughs> different. So yeah, we're like, yeah, it's very say, different. <laughs> And yeah, we, we tried. We tried a lot of different career paths. already. trust us. We tried. We tried. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like at the end of the day, we want us to make podcasts. Yeah. We have to be a sugar baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that'd be funny. After this, we just immediately go and create accounts. Yeah, yeah. Is but this, that's the thing, like The website. I no, I don't know whether there's a website for yeah. for male sugar babies. Yeah, but do you see the other thing? The article that I thought was quite interesting was um besides what? students that were the obviously the top you know, ones on the, sh- the top demographic on sugar babes. The next one yeah. is actually entrepreneurs, eh? female entrepreneurs apparently. Mm. So, Mm-mm. yeah, you know, there are people who are very career driven or what, who are trying to finance a business and uh, apparently sugar babes is a quick way to get, get uh, what do you call it, uh, angel investments. Uh, you setting the context for for our our sugar ba- baby accounts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, because you can imagine like anyone starting any business. If if you're listening and you've started your own thing, you know that uh the start it can be rocky la, And while your business might be getting traction and all, your own income might suffer. Yeah, right? and you might not be able to so have a proper is... relationship anyway, right? You can't. You, yeah. you probably don't have time for like a real relationship lah. Yeah, so in some way, if your sugar daddy is like some entrepreneur who's made it and all, it can almost, it can almost justify it. It's for work. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's for work. I'm getting mentorship. So you see, after entrepreneurs so, is, you know what? Nurses and teachers. Yeah. Um, I mm. think those are, you know, it's it goes to a deeper issue of why are these two professions, you know, earning, not earning enough, like, right? I think in Singapore, yeah. we, we I do feel like uh, healthcare workers especially are not are not earning what they should be earning. And teachers also, considering they spend so much time with your kids, they're not earning what they should be earning. But after that is lawyers. Eh? Lawyers are in there. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah. Lawyers, after that is more, I think it's, it's not say, I'm not say I expected it, but but basically, lawyers is the one that stands out to me as a, 
high earner compared to the rest of the people list in in this list of of things are waitresses, personal assistants, makeup artists, freelance models, and pharmacists. Yeah. So lawyers apparently they want to make more money. Yeah. I thought maybe because they don't have time for relationships, uh, and they're like, "Fuck, I'm working so hard already. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna milk the whatever I can for the next few years." I think every every profession there, you can sort of find some angle why that would make sense, lah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why you know, listening, uh, we're gonna put the link in the show notes to our sugar baby accounts. Mm. Uh, this whole podcast has been was a was to set the was context of you. the creation of our own accounts. <laughs> Yeah, get ten percent off when you check when you check us out on sugar on sugarbook.com. Sugarbook.com slash Terrence, sugarbook.com slash Harish. Use the promo code and get ten percent off your yearly memberships when you sign up. Oh yeah, to be clear, we're not saying that we're sugar daddies, ah. Uh. We're saying we're sugar babies, ah. Uh. You're sugar, yeah, sugar babies. <laughs> the first that. two male, yeah, that's like, the first two male sugar babies on sugarbook.com. Yeah, in case people get it wrong that we think we were like pimping us, we were like uh, just yeah putting ourselves out there, sugar daddies. Uh. No, 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 we're not, no, we're not. I don't have that that kind of liquid that's liquidity right. to to support anyone else, uh. Yeah, sugar babies. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. That is cool. Cool, cool. Cool. So, cool, find cool, down cool. to our final segment. What is your one shock thing of today? Uh, my one shock thing was something that I I recently downloaded an app called uh, RobinHood.com. No, 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 no. You know, you know, Robin, Robin, you know, Robin Hood, right? Yeah. Robin Hood. Yeah. So Robin Who is this kind of what that website that kind of takes the Mickey out of Robin Hood uh, by by kind of giving you like the real advice on stocks. It's kind of it's kind of like an anti app lah. I think it's just uh to to a practical joke on Robin Hood in the okay. shape of an app. Okay. So basically you you click on what you want to invest and it'll tell you why you shouldn't invest in this and it just does everything opposite to the Robin Hood app, like, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Like. Is it Robin so Hood I, to be specific is what app? Is the is the retail investment app like. So oh. you join, you you can buy stocks and and you can do this, you can trade, and it allows anyone to be a retail investor. Like. And retail investor, not not someone who invests in retail uh, companies. It's just you are investing as an individual and and buying stocks of pretty much any company. Yeah. I don't think it's limited to just the US stock exchange. Maybe it is, but it got a lot of controversy recently because it was at the core of the whole GameStop yeah. um, saga, right? And, and I think um, so this, the Robin Hood is, is also titled as such because it's meant to democratize and demystify the process of, of buying stocks. So there's no longer just for rich rich bankers or anything, but like normal people can also access the stock market, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... so so I mean, I think what what they want to they, yeah they wanted to demo- democratize stock investments like and mm. there were so many cases of people making a shit ton of money uh, last year because uh, certain companies did fucking well during the pandemic like. yeah. So this Robin Who app is not functional at all. Mm. They basically you just create you choose the company you want to invest and they give you two options are uh, stop profit or take a loss and it just kind of tells you. It's like a reality check. La. So it's not functional at all. I just thought like, you know, instead of doing a video or something, whenever I see an app that tries to do something cheeky, I fucking love that shit. La. It's like the Yamsing app, la, you know? Mm. It's just like, it's not functional at all. It's just a fun app uh, that also makes a statement. Mm. Correct, so it's correct. pretty damn cool. That's cool. That's cool. We'll check it out. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. My one short thing is, I think, uh, as everyone knows, COVID-19 has impacted travel, tourism around the world like crazy. Uh, plus, mm. it has led to the cancellation, uh, the postponement of the Olympics, uh, Tokyo Olympics, which was supposed mm. to take place last mm. year, to this mm. year. And even though it's taking, it's still supposedly going to take place this year, it's going to take place with a lot of restrictions in place, no crowds, etc. So there's not going to be much like so-called Olympic spirit down there. But, um, you know, as with every country that hosts the Olympics, a lot of other things, tourism places are also popping up around that. Uh, and I think one that was planned for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, but ended up not opening in time, uh, and and also not opening because of the pandemic, uh, was the Super Nintendo World at the Universal Studios Japan. So mm. uh, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's all the properties of Nintendo. That means we're talking about Mario, Zelda, uh, Donkey Kong, and all these kind of things. But all... Um, all, all featured in a section of the park at Universal Studios Japan. Uh. And there's a... Mm. Because there's no tourists and everything, so the announcement of it, I think about a month or so ago, maybe late last year, there was a video that was released featuring the you know the creator of Mario uh, walking people, th- walking a camera crew through the Super Nintendo world. Like, it was completely empty and he just oh, walked shit. everyone through. So it... it, it uh, I mean, it sounds like just a theme park, but they incorporate a lot of interesting things about, you know, Mario and everything there. So, for example, you wear a tag on your hand and you can go around, running around and jumping and punching bricks, which will give you certain coins, just like the game in Mario, remember? You know, Mario, Mm. you run around, you you hit a brick and then a coin pops up. So, um, this one doesn't have a little coin, but a digital coin will appear in your wrist and then you must earn enough uh, coins, I think, to be able to access the final... The final ride or something like that, lah. Uh, so so it has that wow. it has some interesting mechanics. So there's that walkthrough video, which is like 15 minutes of like jaw dropping awesomeness for anyone who remembers anything about Mario or, or all these beloved games. Uh, and I think the announcement was when I watched that video. The announcement was that the park would still open in February, early February. So I went to check recently, and yeah, about a week or so ago, reviews and vlogs and and you no know, POVs of the POV videos of the Super Nintendo World have actually started being released on YouTube. Uh. So you can actually really sit down and just see how the park is like through through a visitor's eyes. Uh. And, what? Um, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. So so go check it out. And the great news that from that Super Nintendo World introduction video is that it will eventually be coming to Singapore as well. So we are going to have Super oh, Nintendo shit. World at Universal Studios Singapore at some point in the future. I'm guessing at least three to five years time lah. They need a lot of time to build I this shit Yeah, but that's uh, that's it was pretty awesome lah. Just 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 watching it made me feel like oh, I'm like it's like being a kid again and then going to theme parks again lah. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, cool. So so I mean that 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 what is the link that you would, you will want in the show notes? I what, think what if you just if you just go to. Uh, YouTube and just search Super Nintendo World the top video is like you know the one where they walk walk people through I think IGN or some or something where they walk people see, through where the creator of okay. Mario walks people through Super Nintendo World and it's just pretty cool yeah imagine being I and see. then there's certain sections where you're like you're literally a Mario going through a a, a stage so to speak I yeah. see where you so can, I, where you can shrink and become that. small yeah, you can shrink and oh, become big and all that. 
based on the environment. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Cool, cool, cool. 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 All right. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. All right. So we'll see you on Reddit. First podcast of the week. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.